0: Hello and welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart and I'm Simon. We're both property people running our own businesses and this podcast is just us chatting as we often do about anything and everything property. So Simon, we're just having a quick chat and you've done a number of developments on Patma and... Some of these, uh, I feel, are, qu- are quite relevant to us as property investors. Well, they're obviously invel- relevant to us as property investors. but
1: you could- <laughs> I hope they all are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, that, that is the I- objective
1: of the software, mostly. <laughs>
0: Otherwise, you've failed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> um, but the one that, that particularly made my ears prick up was just around the one around monitoring uh, prices and price review and tracking because that's something, I think, well pretty sure all of us will be doing as property investors and uh, and landlords so probably good idea just to maybe talk about what what it is first that you've done and then we can just talk about how that relates to
1: us as investors so the what well, one of the main things that uh, patma's property prospecting tool does is monitor online property listings so you all the the main sites are covered uh, Rightmoo, Zoopla, on the market um, and more recently a a couple from northern ireland i think property news and property pal and they they focus in in the the irish market um oh and prime location is covered as well god how can i forget that one and um you you can you find properties you're interested in uh, you can then save them to the system and it will keep an eye on them and and let you know when the the price changes or if it gets sold or or if it's been sold uh, it'll keep you It'll keep keeping an eye on it, <laughs> so that if it comes back to the market, uh, it'll also notify you of that as well. So it's it's very useful for just keeping track of properties that you're interested in that you've you found on these various portals. And just in the last couple of weeks, I've been working on and, and gradually putting out into the world uh, a new uh, facility around that, which lets you actually search these online property listings in ways that the, the portals often don't let you you do directly. So if you wanted to find properties that have, have had prices reduced or uh, that have been on the market for a long time, or um, I think one of the, the most interesting ones is ones that have been relisted, so where, where I mentioned that they've got left the market, so they've been marked as sold or has uh, or happened with a lot of properties at the beginning of lockdown, they, they just got taken off people just stopped listing them on on rightmove and and other other portals because they they sort of put a big pause on everything um so so now when they've been been relisted they've come back onto the the portals and the the software can can show that they they have been relisted so right now that's often because of this sort of big pause that agents and and sellers put on their their properties but more traditionally, and looking over the longer term, those relistings often indicate where properties have fallen through. So, a, a sale has started, and then for whatever reason, uh, either the chain's fallen apart, or, or a problem's been found, or or finance couldn't be worked out, or what have you, um, They the, the property sale has fallen through, and the, the vendor has had to relist it back on the market to try and find a, a new buyer. Uh, and often, when that happens, they're now three-ish months further down the line, having expected to to have a buyer, and and now find they they don't have one anymore. So they're often a bit a bit keener to to actually uh, find a sale or find find a a buyer. So they can uh, they can be good properties, I think, to to investigate a bit more. So just so I'm clear
0: on that. So the so so first of all, I think it's it's obviously a really really good development because one of the things I, I liked about. Zoopla I don't I I use Zoopla rarely but because I'm I'm not keen on the look and feel but one of the things that you could do is always search on reduced price which obviously you can't or reduced percentage which you can't do in Rightmove for example so that's obviously going to be a really useful benefit for all of us the the bit about the properties being taken off so that's one thing I, I always sort of question um with the extensions that we have so if someone does take it off for 6 months and it brings it back on Will that, would that still track it if they change
1: agents? No, it doesn't currently work uh, across agents. So when properties get put onto the portals, generally speaking, they um, are given a, a unique identifier by those, those portals. And if the the same listing is put back up by the same agent, nine times out of ten, I mean that's a guess, but but most of the time, that ID is maintained by the the systems who are or that are managing that synchronization process between the the agent and the portal. So that can be picked up and um, and and detected as as the same property coming back. As you quite rightly say, that doesn't work 100 percent of the time. If the the vendor changes agent, then it's going to be a new listing. Uh, there are also other cases where the, the software. Involved doesn't always maintain that ID, so again, that that continuity is broken. But uh, it's it seems quite reliable most of the time. It's, it's consistent and it works. And I think most of the time, in the cases where a sale has fallen through, um, a, a vendor would typically just say to the agent, "Well, put it back on the market then." So, yeah. I, I think that does work most of the time. There's um th- th- there's an sort of the next step in this process, which I am wanting to work on, which is uh, a- effort to to detect the same property but under a different listing, uh, and and maintain the or, or fill in the gaps of the continuity a bit more, but uh, but that, that's that's going to be a few more months away yet. I think. Because, well, uh,
0: that that sounds great. But but the other thing I was going to say that the, the point that you've also made is it's actually because you're doing this and providing this data. And it's uh, proactively providing data. Should it be taken off, and then prov- re-provided with a new agent, we, you know, we'd we'd be more aware of it because you know if you're tracking it and that's been followed, if it does get taken off, we'd know about it. And then if it comes back on, assuming we're still in the market, no doubt we'd be able to tie those two things together
1: ourselves anyway because of the the information you've provided. Yeah, indeed. If, if when you add a, when you add a human back into the loop. Um, with the extra data and with keeping an eye on these things, then yes, you can, you can spot those things a lot more easily. Sounds very good. Thank you. I, uh, I hope it is. It's uh, as I said, it's just in very early days of, of that search system at the moment. So, uh, I, I've not been, not been shouting about it very much in very many places. So just a few people, uh, have been, been hearing about it. And now of course, uh, the hundreds who listen to this, this podcast will know. So it'll be, be interesting to see, uh, Uh, see the sort of feedback i get get from
0: that and on the on these um price tracking services just more generally speaking are they also looking at you know so they're looking at asking prices can they aggregate that up i guess i'm just thinking now about thinking about the trends of price and as a lot of us are you know as we come out of lockdown is thinking about What's going to happen with the property prices? Do we want to put offers in? Do we want to buy properties? You know, have we reached the Nadir or are we just starting to climb back up? And so I think there's, you know, anything that can help us with that could be useful.
1: There's, there there are a couple more uh, enhancements that are in the pipeline. Maybe, might even be pretty close to to release by the time this this episode goes live, but probably not quite, um, where you'll be able to search by, uh, estimated rent, estimated yield, and estimated return on investment. So that, that might help sort of answer that question a, a, a bit. Uh, but also within the the details that are shown on, on each of these listing records are uh, price history graphs for that specific postcode area or that specific postcode and and a couple of miles around it. And looking at the most recent data from that, it's actually – really interesting you you can just about see the, the plummeting in the number of of records being processed um by by the land registry in in the uh, covid-19 period and actually it, it varies by from area to area but some of the areas i've been looking at the average property sale price has actually gone up during that time especially in the uh, detached property category. Uh, My thinking around this is not so much that property prices have, have suddenly gone up in the last couple of months, but that the properties that are being sold at a higher price or were being sold at a higher price were perhaps the ones that continued. And those sales actually continued and went through because those people at the higher price bracket Perhaps didn't have problems around financing and things like that, uh, and the the properties that are in the lower price brackets, they're the ones that will will fill through or put on pause or, or what have you. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting poking around in the data and, and seeing what you can what you can find there. Yeah, well, the the logic
0: there is sound, and yeah, likewise, you know, I spent a lot of my life working with data and insights, so I I, I love a little bit of analysis myself. So uh, <laughs> I'm a geek as well, but yeah, that that does make sense. What you said, I was just thinking, yeah, I mean, it's like most things at that, that, that sort of end, if we're talking about the detached properties and generally the sort of demographics of people that are buying those, they're probably less likely to be affected by the impacts of 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 COVID, you'd,
1: you'd think, generally speaking. Yeah, it will be very interesting to see what the next uh, couple of months of data reveal, because it, unfortunately the, uh, the property sale data that comes from the land registry always has a lag of two months ish um so uh so, yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit frustrating you can't 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 see right up to date information but uh yeah as it filters through it'll be be very interesting to see what those those graphs show um i do do like looking at a good graph <laughs> <laughs> Me
0: too. Uh, interestingly i was reading about the the number of you know searches now that are happening for rental properties, and the the anecdotal evidence is the number of people, or what I've read in a, in a you know a bit of a headline saying that you know a lot of people are coming out of lockdown wanting to <laughs> either change where they live for reasons previously mentioned. either you know they want somewhere maybe more rural, or they want someone with a little outside space, or that the person they were living with is deemed no longer ap- appropriate. So <laughs> and when you look at the figures it's it's quite big it's quite it, it, it's, it's quite a steep curve actually upwards in terms of those now looking for places to rent and the, the final thing that i you know that, that, that is mentioned and i think is you know it, is that a you know, a function of of boredom as well you know people just looking at you're know, running out of things to look out on the web i know i'll have a look at other properties <laughs> yep it's
1: always uh always Property a good born. way to exactly <laughs> always a good way to while away the hours isn't it <laughs> a bit of, uh, bit of clicking through right move and things the uh i i'm not sure if i haven't seen them recently but um i know in the past right move and and other platforms as well actually have published sort of uh interesting properties and yeah there's uh there, there are some really really good ones there's there's one that's um Oh, it's got a really good good address. I think it's uh, number one, the Thames, and it's uh, I don't know, I can't remember the the right description for it, but uh, um, uh, it was a sort of turret type thing that was built in in one of the wars, and it's uh, it's only reachable at low tide, and it's just at the end of the of the Thames, obviously, um, and it's been on, been on the market for a while, but uh, but that, that's always always intrigued me that kind of property so i mean it's it's quite a big big property it's made out of concrete and and steel and stuff but uh but it needs need some needs some renovation
0: <laughs> yeah and the other thing and, I, and my household is very similar is that because of lockdown obviously we've spent a lot of time in the places in which we live and if you've not you know it's like anything else you know it's like sharing a, gl- a glaring shining a glaring light on on defects is all of a sudden you you become more aware because you're spending nearly if not all of your time there and if you if you are unhappy with it then you're going to be more likely to want to come out of it at the end of this
1: yeah i, I should uh i should say i wasn't looking at uh uh X world war uh turrets in the middle of of rivers uh, as a way to escape my family <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was looking at this just just because i i'm curious about the properties <laughs> well i, I was going to
0: say you know that's where i was going to finish up so so basically with, with with that rationale what you're saying is <laughs> sounds like a good idea to me
1: <laughs> what um actually what, what kind of properties do you do you uh look at then but when you're not looking for investment properties when you're you're uh, cruising for for property porn what uh, what what's your ideal or, or dream uh, property that you you go go looking for
0: sadly i leave that to the wife because i i yeah i i'm i generally just look more for for the business and even when i'm telling myself not to because i've set up all of the search areas and and the reminders that's just it's what i look at it. so even if i say right you know i'm not going to do any more investment into student property you know i'll get the email pop up oh right another five oh let's just have a quick look at that whereas you know my, my wife does look looking around and and we are thinking about uh you know what what we do in the future so um yeah so i i guess i'm quite sad i just i'm always looking for business i rarely look for myself in that regard probably probably says something about me that i'm not sure what
1: <laughs> perhaps if i i look at answering myself then seeing as you you have uh no real answer to that, which is quite disgraceful in my afraid, Stuart. Um, <laughs> um, when I'm not looking for for properties that are, are just a bit quirky, um, actually, no, maybe I will talk a bit about quirky properties. Uh, so there's, there's things in uh, sort of at the end of rivers, uh, there's things on remote islands where where it's the only house, but it's a mansion or something, and or in some cases it's just a cottage, but it's the only property on, on islands. I mean, just, I would never actually want to live in these places, but they're just such curious things to have ever been built and for people to have ever chosen to to live in. Um it just just intrigues me. But and another one I really like is um some of the uh old underground tunnels in London and, and other places. Um some sometimes they're they're bunkers, um in sort of places outside London, but mostly in London they're there are X tube lines or uh potential tube lines that were were built again to use as shelters uh during during the wars but they they're now kind of spare and what what could you do with these things it's just, it's just intriguing there's uh I, I think there are some that have been turned into underground farming um uh, which i think is quite a a, a novel idea but uh, i i would i'd would love to be able to to do something with some of those tunnels just because they're such unique structures and, and properties to, to work with. I'm, I, I, no, no idea what I'd do with them, but it be, be fantastic. I suspect they'd be quite pricey to maintain, which might be an issue. But, um, yes, it sounds like you need a bit of investment for some of those. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, although quite a lot of the, the underground tunnels are actually still pretty sturdy and and some of them have been quite well maintained anyway just by uh, the the current sort of owners whether that's the underground or um some that are owned by uh, I'm not sure if it's Royal Mail or the the postal service elements of things as well um, and of course some of them have now been turned into um museums and tourist attractions uh, so they're they're maintained through through those uh, avenues yeah there, there there are others that are are still completely spare Uh, yeah so moving a bit away from the 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 quirky properties the other properties i always like like looking at are um are sort of the 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 castley type properties i think i think i may have mentioned my obsession with castles on this point yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um but yeah i i I really dislike the idea of a of an old stone drafty castle for actually sort of practical living Uh, i'm do like my creature comforts but just from a, a building point of view i think they're they're fascinating and I, I love just looking at uh the the photos and oh i wonder if any of them will have virtual tours now that'd be pretty cool if they do uh where, where you can go, go and uh wander around these uh, these castles and there's there's a whole, a whole bunch of them for for sale so right now There, there are always some available for sale um so you, you can you can go and find these and quite a lot are in scotland um in sort of fairly remote places but but not all of them um and so uh, yeah it's it's, it's fascinating uh, if you just just go to go to right and, and search for properties over sort of five million pounds and uh, exclude london and uh, and you're, you're bound to find a few
0: it's, that'll be why i've not seen them before no, I've never clicked on that setting <laughs> greater than five million. That's, that's my mistake.
1: Yeah, not not in your your standard uh, student investment search profile. That one.
0: <laughs> yeah, although saying that, every now and again, I do do have a look for you know the seven figure properties just because I'm thinking about you know what we could do on a bigger scale. But you know, just on this topic, I do get intrigued by the more architecturally different, I would say, properties. they're they're the ones that tend to suck me in you know and and you just talking about bigger properties on their own reminded me that you know if if i see one that's you know right on the coast for example that looks like it could you know landslide at any given second i (laughs) i still get intrigued by them and how they've been built and yeah so i think um and you know some properties that i really do like looking at are those ones um you know uh, if you've got land that's on an outstanding uh, you know outstanding natural beauty and you can only get um planning permission if it's going to be architecturally significant or something like that Mm. those properties do interest me because people have you know you're also the planning requirement is that you're building something that's going to be very different from the norm might be you know much you know more closely aligned with the environment that it's in that kind of thing so those things do interest me so i'm not a complete uh uh, not a complete heathen in
1: property but uh it's it's just very rare i think yeah speaking about sort of bits of land there was uh there's one that went up for auction in Rygate recently um it's up on on Rygate hill um oh what's the name of the the pub that's nearly at the top of uh, the new tree that's the one um so it's just down just sort of behind there a bit um it was being auctioned by Southern Water, I think something like that. Um, so it was some bit of land they've owned for, for Yonks presumably. And, uh, it was listed in, in the auction catalog at, I don't know, 10,000 or something. Um, and it was, I don't know, maybe an acre of land. I can't, can't remember exactly. So I thought, oh, that's, quite interesting um t- ten thousand pounds for a for an acre garden that we can we can drive too easily do, do a bit better than our current postage stamp um uh and uh so I actually it, this was an, an online auction because it, it was during the the lockdown period so I was able to to watch the the auction take place and oh my goodness it sold for nearly fifty thousand oh, pounds oh no it wasn't maybe it was new sixty thousand anyway way 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 more than i would uh i, I could afford to pay for an extended garden <laughs> um but i have no idea what what people are going to do with it up there because again it's there, there are sort of dotted buildings around but i can't imagine you're going to get planning permission for anything very significant up there so um, i'm not not quite sure what people would do with, with that that bit of land
0: yeah so, uh, i think there's obviously a hope but it, it's a bit like agricultural land, isn't it? There's usually not a lot you can do, but if if I guess some people will have a hope if there are buildings around, which there are in that area, that they might get permission to do something, and I guess that's the uh, the risk to reward there.
1: Yeah. There, I mean, it was it got bid up so high because there were four or five people bidding on it. So there, there, there were obviously people who, who had plans and thought they could do something, and it wasn't just one of them, or even a couple of them. There was a few thought it was... Uh, thought it would be worthwhile, so yeah i'm I'm gonna have to try and keep an eye on that and, and see see what actually happens to it, yeah, it'd be interesting. this doesn't exist yet, and it probably won't by the time this after, this episode so it goes goes live, but it will soon after, and that's uh, another new new feature of Patma, which is one where you can set an area or a, a postcode and a range um and ask it to monitor for planning applications that that get created in that area. So uh, I'll have to find out the the postcode of the uh, uh of the Tree pub and uh, and set up a, a planning application monitor for around that period and around that area, sorry. So I can uh, I can see what what the purchasers of that land try to try to do with it. Yeah, that'd be good to know. <laughs> I, I feel I've been uh uh talking randomly about my property obsessions <laughs> for quite a lot of this episode. <laughs> Well, it's
0: just us chatting. We do say it. We we give the disclaimer at the start.
1: Indeed, I hope it hasn't been too boring for, <laughs> for the listeners. Um, we are nearly out of time, though. Uh, quite uh, worryingly, uh, is there anything else you wanted to uh, to uh, slip into this this episode, Stuart?
0: No, I think uh, I think we can leave it there.
1: Cool. Do you want to take us out then?
0: Yeah. So as always, if you are enjoying the show, and we hope you are, we hope you're enjoying these chats, please do let us know by leaving a rating or review on your podcast player of choice. And if you want to look at previous episodes and find out any more information on what we've talked about, just go to thebusinessofproperty.com.